Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what is going on, everybody? Welcome in here. Good morning to you. We have so much to get to. I hope you uh, did not bet the under in the NBA All-Star game. More on that and Guy Fieri's uh, cigar, all the happenings at All-Star Weekend. Plenty of football to discuss as well. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Jay Mart, as I said, the uh, NBA All-Star game, 211 to 186. Like anybody who bet the under, you have just got to be miserable the entire game, you know, and it was nowhere near going under. I hope you didn't have that last night, right? That wasn't what you were no, on. No, okay, that was good. not the ticket that I was holding. Um, the ticket I was holding was after watching the first quarter, I said, oh, okay, I know what this is. And then I just went on with the rest of my evening without much of the all-star game except to check in here or there. And I feel like probably a lot of people did that. Yeah, it was funny, man, because we traded some texts last night, and that cracked me up where you're like, yeah, I checked out the first quarter. That's about all I could handle, you know? That's yeah. basically what you wrote. I thought that was so funny, man. But you know what? I've never really done this before. And one of my friends, he was texting me last night uh, because we worked in Portland, and so we were talking about Dame. And Dame won MVP in the All-Star game. And I didn't realize this, but he wrote me, and he was like, he attempted 23 three-pointers. Yeah. I've never looked at an all-star game box score before J-Mart. But I'll tell you what, man, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> if you just pull it up and just look at the amount of shots some guys took. You see Carl Anthony Towns? I did the same thing, by the way. I did it after the game last night, and I saw Carl Anthony Towns have 50 on 35 shots. Yeah. 
It was he was like twenty three thirty five or something like that. I was like, considering the win loss clearly didn't matter because there was no defense at all. You might as well have just given Carl Anthony Towns MVP and just just really showcased how meaningless this whole thing was. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy too because I mean I had it on the whole time and I probably watched maybe ten fifteen minutes of it because I'm just glancing up and I'm catching highlights here and there, but. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a different deal. Do you remember back in the day they played hard in these All Star games? Yeah. You know that day is long gone, but uh, and it, it looks way different than it used to for sure. I, I read a few different articles before the program this morning, and it's like Adam Silver after the game wasn't very happy. Um, a lot of people inside the NBA weren't happy because they they thought this was going to be different. They were going to have this competitive game, and then I read like a quote from Anthony Edwards, who basically said, "Yeah, I don't ever see us caring about this." Like in effect, <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, "I don't see us playing very hard in this." I mean, it's a fun thing to do, but being competitive and all this, I, I, at this at this stage, like they've tried all these different things to make it matter. I know Sam. I think Sam Amick basically said, "If you look at the in season tournament, they were paying five hundred k." that we're in a pay-for-play era. If you want them to play harder, you're going to have to pay them mm-hmm. for this game. And I just kind of say, I mean, are the ratings going to be substantially better if they care, or do you just let it be what it is and take it at that and move on? Like, I, I don't know if we need – I don't know if there's a fix to tweak the All-Star game because it just – the NBA players, I don't necessarily look at them and say – Oh, you have to care about this, especially with all the injuries and everything else. Like, this is just the problem with it, I think, more than anything, Brian, is just there's a sense, a general sense, that the NBA players are a little bit more self-absorbed than maybe athletes in other sports just because of the load management. And, and it may be unfair. I'm not necessarily saying it's fully fair, but the optics come across that way. This was a prime example of it because it was just like, no, I mean, we're here so you can watch us, but we're just going to do our thing and and not really care about the quality of the product that they're putting out there. Yeah, that's the thing. It comes up quite a bit. Pay them, give them an incentive. These, again, these are the all-stars, you know? And I just don't see (laughs) – we're not going to see anything close to an intense game. The best we got over the last five years, you'd maybe get some intensity in the fourth quarter with the Elam ending. This certainly wasn't it. They put the kibosh to the Elam ending this year. Uh, Even if you put whatever the number is, you know, 500,000 on the line or even a million per player, you might get a year or two where – they try a little bit more, but they're just checked out, man. It's uh, it's their all-star weekend. They're like, we're just going to goof around. It's not going to be intense whatsoever. There was also a comment over the weekend with the slam dunk contest. Mm. Mac McClung defended his title. Yeah. He won again. And there was a, a poster on X. CC just wrote, somebody please play, pay Ja that $1 million so he can do this contest. And Ja Morant just uh, responded with an emoji, like the, the thinking you know, kind of the uh, the uh, hand to the the chin, sort of like, hmm, contemplating type thing. I even think with the dunk contest, if you put a million dollars on the line, you might get a couple of big names, but I don't think it's ever going to be close to the event it once was. And it's a shame, man. I don't know why season after season after season, you're getting guys like 
Jaime Jaquez and the other Toppin. You yeah. know, I'm like, oh, Obi's back? No, it's his no. brother. Who is this guy? I don't know. He's played like three games so far for the Knicks. That's what we have in the what used to be a star-studded event. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'll tell you what, if Ja did enter, he would have won, regardless of whether his dunks were that good or not. Um, and I, I'm not suggesting that they wouldn't have been, but based on the fact that it just felt like it was weird. I, it kind of felt like the Pro Bowl vote where the fan vote or something like that was determining who was winning because it was based on the big star. It was like, okay, this guy hasn't had a great season, but we all know who he is. So a lot of just kind of basic sports fans going to go there and vote for this guy anyway. But in this case, clearly Mac did do the most impressive stuff. But until his final dunk, he wasn't getting any rewards for it at all. But Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown's a legit all-star, he was getting the benefit of the doubt on very – I mean, they weren't bad dunks, but they weren't anything spectacular. But in general, if you're going to have a lack of star power, then the dunks have got to be better than what we saw on Saturday night. Like yeah. everything was jumping over someone else to do something rather – rather mundane and i think that one of the conclusions you can draw from this b is maybe we've just kind of seen all there is to see and year after year we kind of forget it and we're expecting something special i think that you know the the last great gasp was probably the zach levine yeah aaron gordon and that was a classic and i loved it, really it. Was. and yeah if you could bring some of that back great but I mean, this thing was, it's not that it was unwatchable, just, I mean, they were still out there dunking, so you had it on, but you just knew you weren't watching something important in any way, shape, or form, and that did not be, or, or that, that did not used to be the yeah. sense of that contest. I know, it used to be, you would watch that thing, and it was just, it was amazing, the show that these guys put on, and the name recognition, like, Dominique Wilkins was one of the judges, and we, he was going toe-to-toe with Michael Jordan. you know, And it was off-the-charts type stuff. I'm surprised that there were so many of the current stars that grew up in that era watching that where I still am surprised we haven't gotten bigger names over the years enter that slam dunk contest. It just hasn't happened. This was one of the other bigger stories to come out of All-Star Weekend. Did you catch Kenny Smith? Talking about Sabrina Ionescu. So this was the uh, the showdown between Steph Curry and Sabrina where they had a three-point contest. It was amazing. Both did a great job. Sabrina scored 26 points. Steph scored 29. It was a great display of shooting. And right before, you had Ernie Johnson give Steph Curry the award and interview both of them. And it's this, ah, well, that was amazing. Kenny Smith weighs in, and it's just like, wait, what's he going for here exactly? Check this out on TNT. I think she should have shot from the women's line. She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. She should have shot from the three-point line at the women's shoot front. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. She That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA yeah, ball. She, she should have shot from the line. It, it, there's it, a women's tee in golf and there's a men's tee. For a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Is that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. No. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina, Good job, Sabrina. No, but, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Kenny. Uh, 
really understand the point here where he's saying two different things. He's saying, hey, shoot from your line, your three-point line. Like, by the way, the WNBA line is 30 feet, six inches, and the NBA line is 23 feet, nine inches. So we're talking about a little more than the difference of three feet. It's pretty significant. So for Sabrina to shoot from the men's three-point line, it's like she's stepping back a little over three feet. That's a big deal. And so it is 30 feet. You meant you said you said 30. Tw- feet. Uh, my bad. 20, 20 yeah, feet, yeah. six inches. It's funny you said that because I was like, did I say 20? <laughs> I was about 20 to say feet, 30. six inches. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, she stepped forward about seven feet. No, no, no. The 20 feet. My bad. Six inches. That's the WNBA line. So the NBA line is a little more than three feet back there. So initially it sounded like Kenny was saying, hey, just shoot from your line. It's fine. You don't have to go above and beyond. But then at the end, he's like, well, she's shooting with the smaller ball. So what's up with that? He's saying two very different things. It's just an odd point. Very it's odd, odd point. Well, the reason why it's an odd point, well, for, like I understand the ball being small argument because you have the same size rim. So you're, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the critiques that it's a heavier ball, but that it's also a little bit of a smaller ball. But the problem with what he was saying would have it would have made sense if Sabrina Ionescu had just gotten beat by twenty, right? Like yeah. if it was twenty nine to nine. But Kenny, who I really like by the way, yeah. it was twenty nine twenty six. Like she almost won from the men's line. So the problem is the point doesn't actually like what are you arguing? Mm-hmm. Like it was close enough. I mean, it was real close until that last rack. I mean, Steph was able to hit just at the end, just enough to get it done. But it was super close. And then you make the point: it would have been a fair contest if she shot from the women's line. It's like it was a fair contest, and she shot from the men's line, dude. And you know, you read a little bit more into it if you're not big on WNBA ball. So I, I mean, I had to read into it to really kind of understand this. But she pretty consistently practices from the men's line and she shoots further back and honestly if she had let's say she had shot from the women's line and let's say she just somehow won then mm-hmm. the argument would have been yeah well she shot from the women's line like the, the whole thing is just just celebrate the moment for what it is even if you're a bit curmud- curmudgeonly about it just okay all right this was a fun little deal um a lot of people enjoyed it I don't think that there was a point to be made here. And that, yeah. I think, is what Reggie was coming back with. Like, Kenny, what are you even talking about right now? <laughs> that was very competitive. There's no reason to say that would have been a fair contest if we had made it easier for her when she nearly beat Steph in the in the actual contest, in the shooting contest. Yeah, it was odd all the way around where I really don't know what he was going for. The timing was strange. Just the way, like you said, the event played out. Kenny was acting as if Sabrina won, and he was like, yeah, but read the fine print. You know, the ball is smaller. What's up with that? That's (laughs) Steph won. It just it didn't need to be said. It it landed funny. It was clunky. It was just strange. But that guy's been getting crushed (laughs) for those statements. And that's one where I get the angry mob's point. Sometimes the angry mob gets a little bit too sensitive. I totally understand the mob on this one because that was just that was a swing and a miss from Kenny Smith. And like you said, I love the guy, too. He does an amazing job, but that was not one of the finer moments no. from uh, Kenny Smith over the weekend. Uh, hey, coming up around the corner here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, live from the TireRack.com studios, 
We'll get to, uh, it wasn't too long ago where many people defended this guy vehemently, but that is not the case anymore. That is on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Jason Martin. We're here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is Fox Sports Radio, two pros and a cup of Joe. I'm Brian No. He's Jason Martin hanging out with you today. So you hear the news about Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, Raiders quarterback currently. He has been suspended for the first two games of the upcoming season. He violated the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. He was taking prescribed medicine, but he didn't get clearance from the NFL. So he gets popped for two games. He's not going to appeal. It's significant, J-Mart, because... This could void 
his base salary that was guaranteed. His base salary for the 2024 season was $11.25 million. And the Raiders can be like, well, you got popped. And now that can be wiped away. (laughs) We don't owe you that cash. He's expected to be released anyway. But, man, that's some expensive medication, right? $11 million to take whatever he was taking that was prescribed. But, again, he didn't get the green light from the NFL. So there we are. And Jimmy G is going to be looking for his third team in as many seasons. And things have changed quickly for Jimmy G after not being with that 49ers organization where you just look, it was the 2022 season where he had a passer rating of 103. He's throwing 16 touchdown passes, four interceptions, and then he got hurt against the Dolphins. And that was it for Brock Purdy with San Francisco. And now he's with the Raiders for one year and he's going to be gone. So things have changed quickly for the guy. Yeah, I think I think what's important here is that he's not he's not seeking any kind of appeal, but the description is it was prescribed, but he didn't have a therapeutic use exemption from the league, and it's just something wonky there. It seems like that's a technicality, but he's just nope. I'll take it. Uh, yep, eleven two five. I'll give it back. Like that's the whole thing is kind of odd. And then past that, I'm just looking at this, and I'm just. It wasn't like the market for Jimmy G was that robust. <laughs> uh, so he ends up with the Raiders, and that's not a thing anymore. And so, I mean, what's the market now, B? Like, yeah. how many, who, uh, it's not that he can't get a gig. He will. But I don't know that there's a starting quarterback job that Jimmy G fits anymore. And this is a dude that, you know, was in the Super Bowl not that long ago. And we have seen, you know, have success. I I never saw him as anything upper echelon, but he was a guy that certainly could win games. At worst, he was a middle-of-the-road kind of quarterback. But, like, I kind of read this story, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's still in the league. Yeah. Like, it was – it's kind of strange just how fast he's dropped off the map. And for this story to be the thing that brought him back to our attention, I don't know that that's a particularly – um, optimistic feeling for all the Jimmy G fans out there. Yeah, the best case scenario for Jimmy G is to have what happened to Baker Mayfield last year, right? Where think about Baker, where he had been a starter with the Browns, and then the 2022 season was weird, where he was with Carolina for a little while, then he was with the Rams mm-hmm. for a bit, and then he was in quarterback no man's land. And Tom Brady retires in Tampa. It felt like, eh, all right, we'll take a flyer on Baker, I guess. And Baker played really well. Yeah. Right? Like, he was top 10 in passing yardage. He had 28 touchdowns, 10 picks. Now he's in line for an extension. That That's the best-case scenario for Jimmy G. Like you said, J-Mart, the, the dominoes have to pa- fall just perfectly for him to get a Baker Mayfield-like opportunity to start for a team that has some talent, I I don't know that that's going to happen where he's going to be in a starter situation. It could be a bit like... You know, Mitch Trubisky, remember when he he went from the Bears and then he was essentially a backup since then. So you might see that from Jimmy, but things have changed quickly. It wasn't that long ago. People are yelling, Jimmy G is a winner. He just knows how to win and yada, yada with the 49ers. And things have changed dramatically. I can't help but think of Brock Purdy 
For all the Purdy Palooza backers out there who think the guy can do no wrong, right. I just say, just pause for a second and look at Jimmy G. And look how the worlds are completely different with the Niners, away from the Niners. That's where my mind goes, where some of these Purdy believers, they think he could go to the Patriots right now and still put up the same numbers. It's like, bro, your supporting cast matters a whole lot. And Jimmy G is proof of that. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, right now, Jimmy G's kind of on that, uh, you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned that, and that's the right example if you want to look at it from the most optimistic standpoint, but I think it's more, we're, we're approaching like Sam Darnold territory. Mm. We're approaching one of those guys that, yes, we're familiar with them, but they're probably going to be a backup and they're going to have to find their way back in. And then maybe you make the most of that and you end up getting a little bit of a contract out of it. I mean, we all thought Geno Smith was never going to be seen again, and he did find his way back in. He made the most of an most of an opportunity, and good on him because he outperformed any expectation along the way. But there's just something here that feels very—I'm not going to say it's final, but it's just kind of like, all right, we know who Jimmy G is, and it's not. There's nothing there. And uh, you talk about Baker. Baker worked really hard. He was a number one pick. He fell out of favor. I wonder if the Browns might like to still have him at quarterback after they watched what happened in Tampa, and they've seen kind of what's happened in their own quarterback room surrounding a team that has a lot of talent. Um, But Jimmy G was always perfect teammate, da-da-da. Well, he's the one that gets hit for this violation. He's the one that can't stay healthy. Mayfield was the one that's supposed to be super polarizing, but all he does is you know play his guts out and not really make any waves. Um that worked out really well for Tampa, I think, is the way I look at that. Because I don't think that we would have gone into last year feeling like, yeah, you know, Baker Mayfield with the Bucks, that's going to work out a lot better than Derek Carr with the Saints and Jimmy G with the Raiders. At the, at the least, you would have thought that would have been a lot closer, but it wasn't. Like, Mayfield totally like blew both of those guys off the map to where we weren't talking about, really, we weren't talking about the Saints or the Raiders at all outside of the Antonio Pierce story for the last – six eight weeks of the season mm-hmm. yeah it's look man it's a combination um it's a combination of the quarterback himself and the supporting cast right like if you look at jimmy these last two years they're so different man you look at jimmy with the niners i rattled off some of the numbers just 16 touchdown passes four interceptions then he got hurt against the dolphins last year with the raiders seven touchdown passes nine interceptions his passer rating is under 78. They got benched for a rookie in Aiden O'Connell. You know? It's like, whoa, things changed very, very quickly. So some of these true difference makers, they can still be productive and still win games with a less-than-average supporting cast. But the non-difference makers, they're more beholden to having a good supporting cast. And it's always an interesting exercise, right, where – There are some QBs where it's, I get the arguments where it's, hey, get the guy some help. Sam Darnold is a good example. You mentioned him, Jason. Darnold with the Jets, I got the arguments where it's like, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot around him. But if you still put him in a situation where there is a lot more around him, I still don't think he's a difference maker. Some of those quarterbacks fall into that category as well. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, And your point about Purdy is well taken, too. Like, I think... Purdy is doing a very nice job in Kyle Shanahan's system, but I mean, I had a had an argument on Fox a couple of days ago 
with someone with Arnie Spanier, as a matter of fact, because Arnie was suggesting to me, because I said, how many quarterbacks would you rather have in the NFL than Brock Purdy? And he said, mm-hmm. maybe three. And oh, I'd like geez. nearly fell out of my chair. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of like, I've defended Brock Purdy a lot during the season, but I, I think we need to be realistic about him being kind of middle of the league. Yeah. Like, he, he's certainly not a bad quarterback, but, you know, Arnie said, you, you got to pay him at some point. He's your franchise guy. I was like, no, no. Like, I, I, I think you tell me, B, but I, I think there is a difference between solid starter and franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like, I think Purdy being a solid starter, I'm sure. I'm with you on that. Uh, he's going to do some good things for you. Sometimes he's going to have a bad game. Nothing, no fault in that. That's a thing that happens. But franchise to me means irreplaceable, yeah. um, or pretty close. And I don't think Brock Purdy fits that because I think that you could pull. I don't know what the number is, but over half of the quarterbacks in the league and put them with Kyle Shanahan, and they likely have them pretty much exactly where Purdy did. Maybe even in a better spot in a crucial game to make a play. Yeah. No, I I think that's exactly right. I think he's middle of the pack, and I don't know why people think that's saying he's at the very bottom. He's the worst guy. I'd rather have backups than Purdy. That's how it's taken. But Yeah, see, it's one extreme or the other, and it doesn't need to be that way. And, no. and that, that, to me, is what that's what's irritating about the discourse surrounding him is just like because of where he was drafted, we can't just have a regular discussion yeah. about Brock Purdy being – a, a decent enough quarterback, we have to either say we have to defend him at all costs or we have to say, yeah, he's Mr. Irrelevant, so he probably shouldn't even be selling concessions. Right. At the, yeah, like it, that. there are many other ways we can describe an athlete as opposed to the one, the like two extremes that it seems like it always is with this guy. Yeah, it is, it's very strange because I've just thought with Purdy, he's a good quarterback, but there's a big difference between good and great good and special you saw it in the Super Bowl where there are a couple of throws where Debo Samuel's wide open in the end zone Mm -hmm. and the pass rush affected him that's a special play that special quarterbacks would make Uh, they overtime where he gets rushed there's a breakdown with the protection and he rushes a throw and he's got two wide open receivers in Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk and the ball just sails out of bounds nowhere near like That's what we're talking about. It might just be a couple of throws here and there where if those plays aren't made, then you might not win the game. And that's exactly what happened against Mahomes and the Chiefs. That doesn't mean he sucks. I thought he played pretty well. He played really well in the Super Bowl, all things considered. It's just those throws weren't executed, and sometimes it doesn't show up glaringly in the box score. And for whatever reason, the Purdy backers, they just – they make it seem like we're saying the guy sucks. If it, that was a basketball player, what he did in the Super Bowl, he did a lot of really good things. He hit some mid-range shots. He got to the bucket, a couple of nice finishes, got to the free throw line, stacked points that way. But when it came time to make the special play and hit the three with a hand in his face, it, he didn't do it. And that doesn't mean he stinks out loud. That just means he's not special and in that offense, man, he is running a Rolls-Royce offense there. And when a couple of guys get dinged up here or there during the season or even in the Super Bowl with George Kittle or Debo, it affects him. What, what do you think would happen with the Carolina Panthers right now, man? You know, that's just the way it goes. Hey, we've got Eddie Garcia with us to spin us around the sporting landscape. 
You can tell I'm fired up talking ball over here, Eddie. You know, what else is new, right? But uh, uh, I saw Yager got his number retired. That yeah. was nice. Nice little ceremony. You'd be squad. proud. I was checking out some puck yesterday, Eddie. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. We had another outdoor game as well, but uh, that was cool. I mean, Yager actually is still playing for people who don't know. He plays over in his uh, native country there. He owns a team, and he's the big draw, so he still plays. So, but he took the warm-up with the team, and they wore like the, the mullet wigs and so. It was fun. It was. It was fun. Uh, also fun, but my Kings beat the Penguins the two to one. But yeah, <laughs> oh. I had to get that in there. Uh, I don't know that this was very fun, but we had the seventy third NBA All Star Game in Indianapolis, and I still feel really weird every time I read this score. But the East beat the West two hundred and eleven to one hundred and eighty six. Damian Lillard of the Bucks, your MVP, at thirty nine points. He also won the three point shooting contest over the weekend. First player ever to win both those awards in an All Star weekend. The two hundred eleven points, yes, that is a record for most points scored by a team in an All Star game. The two teams combined for three hundred and ninety. Seven points, 289 shots, and 168 three-point attempts. Wow. The uh, NBA second half resumes on Thursday. Top 25 college basketball, two ranked teams in action, and they both lost, including number 2 Purdue, following at Ohio State 73-69. That was the Buckeyes' first game since they had fired their head coach. Uh, and number 24, Florida Atlantic, loses to South Florida 90-86. Three games in the NHL. We talked about the outdoor game. The second of two outdoor games played at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Rangers rally to beat the Islanders 6-5 in overtime. Kings over the Penguins 2-1, and the Avalanche beat the Coyotes 4-3. In golf, Hideki Matsuyama won the Genesis Invitational. If you didn't see it, Tiger Woods did withdraw from the event because of an illness. NASCAR, you had the Daytona 500 postponed because of rain and rescheduled for later today. Now back to Brian No, Jason Martin, and the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios. Thank you, Eddie. We're coming to you uh, live from the TireRack.com studios here on Two Bros and a Cup of Joe. Brian No, Jason Martin with you. You know what's funny? was. <laughs> I love watching the Daytona 500. I'll watch yeah. Daytona mm-hmm. every year. You like it too, Jason? I do. Yeah, well, You're like into it. Nice. I, yeah, I, I, like, I was, I'm definitely into Daytona. I can't call myself like a week to week NASCAR fan, right. but I was born in Martinsville. So, there you, go. you know, there's yeah. a track there. It's a smaller town, so it was one it was like the biggest part of the economy basically for my first 12 years of life. And so it was kind of already ingrained in my family. So, I can always tune into a race and catch a little bit of it and enjoy it for what it is. And I still do love – I love the big races. I still love Talladega. I still love Daytona, as you mentioned. I'm, I'm excited because I, I wasn't going to have time to watch it yesterday, but I will have a little bit of time today Yeah. Um, to be able to tune into it, and I'm good with that. I'm, I'm happy to sit down and watch a little bit of it. Yeah, man, I hate when rain jacks it up, you know, but uh, hopefully it'll be – Good to go today. I, I hear they might get a little bit more rain today. Mm. That's always rough. But I flipped over to Fox's coverage, and The Rock was a guest there for a yep. little bit. And I'll tell you, Jason, it was so funny, man. They were they were showing The Rock some of these fights, you know, in NASCAR over the years. They'd have an old school fight on the track, and then some dust ups in the pits, and they were just getting The Rock to comment. On the fights, right? You get it. Like, former pro wrestler. Hey, Rock, what do you think about this? Oh, that was a great right cross right there. That sort of thing. And then at the end, he goes, <laughs> it sounded like someone was in his ear. He goes, I, I'm not advocating for violence. And it sounded like someone was in his ear, like, good, yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. And the Rock goes, but if someone's 
invading your personal space like that, you either have to push him away or you got to swing at him. You got to throw a punch. <laughs> I wish I could have grabbed the audio. It was hilarious. I almost fell down laughing. It was almost like a skit that was perfectly crafted. I thought it was hilarious. I'm probably doing it no justice, man, but take my word. It was very funny. No, yeah, I didn't see it, but that makes sense. And I could, I could see the skit where you can see the truck and you can hear them talking into his ear. But at the same time, it's just like, dude, if you, if you bring the rock on, just let the rock be the rock. Yeah. Like, nobody's going nobody's gonna to listen to him and be like, yep, you're right. They should advocate violent. Like, no. <laughs> Nor do I think that the rock was necessarily advocating violence. He was just dialed up to 15, which is what he does. That's why yeah. he's such a great entertainer. Don't try to put him into a box somewhere. It's like when you put that guy out there, let him use that natural charisma, use that ability, it use everything matter. that he's built. Exactly. That's that's exactly right. That's that's kind of how I feel about the people in the truck trying to coach up the rock. Like yeah. if that was a thing that was actually happening, that is a thing that should not have been happening. Just let him be entertaining. No one's going to take it that seriously. The rock's not on the board of NASCAR. He's not going to mandate three to six fights per race. Like he's just having fun with this, with this off the cuff moment with all these fights and stuff. It's just fun. Like we we don't have to we don't have to overdo it. So I think it's funny that the Rock kind of pushed back. Like nope, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what you want. Then I'm gonna lean in further in the opposite <laughs> direction. Oh, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna advocate for violence. Okay, it's, violence is not the way to go. But. He's in your face. Swing. <laughs> Swing hard. You know, it's what he was basically saying. It was tremendous. All right. Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe. Coming up next from the TireRack.com studios. I love almost everything about this event, but there is one thing I am not a fan of whatsoever. We'll lay that out for you. Coming up, I'm Brian No, He's Jason Martin. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's Jason Martin filling in for the guys. Shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you miss anything on today's show, be sure to check it out. Just search two pros wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow, rate, and review it. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see the show posted right after we get off the air. I'm a big March Madness fan. I don't know who isn't, Jason, right? Who's the guy who raises his arm and says, no, nope, not for me. Not, not really into right. the brackets and the, the big dance or anything. I, I think most of us are in on it. I'm curious where you stand on the bracket preview. So on Saturday... It was released by the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Committee. Sounds very official, a little bit stuffy, but they released the top 16 seeds where things stand three weeks before Selection Sunday. And so all the number one seeds are there, Purdue, UConn, Houston, Arizona. And so there are 16 total seeds where teams like Seated one through four, and it gives you a snapshot of where things are, where things might be three weeks from this last Saturday. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm funny about this. I prefer being in the dark. I'd rather just be surprised on Selection Sunday, like, whoa, they're a two seed or whatever the case may be. I prefer being in the dark, what the committee is thinking and, and all of that. I don't know if that makes me weird uh, there are other sports where I'd rather be in the know. I think boxing and MMA, I'm still surprised we don't have some sort of scoreboard to know what the judges have on their scorecards going into the later rounds. I I would rather know. But when it comes to the big dance, I would rather be in the complete dark until Selection Sunday. I think it makes it more fun the less you know as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this tournament, because it's so unique, lends itself to what you're saying. I think that maybe this comes because this isn't a thing that we're used to, um, or it's not it's not something I grew up watching year after year. Was sort of the thought processes going into the last couple of weeks of the season, but I think maybe this is the out. Uh, this is the outgrowth of the college football playoff rankings coming out every week in prime time and that becoming a discussion point. And maybe they're trying to get in on a bit of that so that there's more talk yeah. prior to that day. Like maybe mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of because I agree with you. I think that part of it is the bracket reveal and just seeing whether or not you were right on some of these things or not. Now, I'm not talking like the Joe Lenardi stuff. I'm just talking about like the, the layperson, the human being out there that's not – or that's paying attention to a little of this, but you get together with your guys on Sunday night, 
when that bracket reveal comes out and that's when you find out who made it and who didn't and then you watch the programs that are on television immediately afterwards and you hear them gripe about who didn't get in that's kind of the tradition for me like this this isn't something that i'm interested right now to know especially considering how much can change over the next two three weeks yeah right and it's an interesting stat this is according to the ncaa 83 percent of the teams that are included in the bracket preview they've remained among the top four seeds. So this bracket preview, it's been around since 2017, which blows my mm. mind. I, and to your point, I didn't know Jason, that. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I did not know that. It, it's not getting the, the push. It's not getting the reaction that they desire. Because you're right. This is absolutely handcrafted to try to stir some discussions where it's like they've got – Baylor as a three seed, how could they even think of that? Uh, right, it gets you a little bit more uh, as f- recognition as far as that goes, but it's it's just not having the effect they're looking for because I think most people tune it out and say we got all these games for the next three weeks. Stuff can change, it can ebb and flow. So why would I overreact to? Whatever it may be, uh, you've got San Diego State as a four seed right now. What is going on? Like, it just doesn't drive much conversation. Um, but I would, I'd rather be in the complete dark as far as that goes. College basketball has been crazy this year. And you saw yesterday, number two Purdue, they lost on the road against Ohio State. It's another crazy stat. So this season, top 10 teams, they are just 33 and 34 mm-hmm. straight up on the road against unranked opponents. Think about that. A top 10 team on the road has a losing record outright against unranked opponents. So it's been a wild uh, season. Should be a wild tournament as well. I just, I don't know, man. I don't tailgate for this thing. You know what I mean? It's like when Selection Sunday rolls around and the brackets come out, now I'm all in. But until then, for the bracket preview, it's just a, you know, it's a shoulder shrug for me. Yeah, me too. And I think part of it is just the the function of college basketball now has changed too, where I don't know who's good. Like, I think I know who's good. But to your point about that stat, this year in particular, I don't know that I need to know your thought processes right now because, one, they're going to change, and, two, it just feels very subjective at this point. Like, it just, I don't know, the – the, the way talent has been spread out across the country and the top teams are not givens on any given day, I don't know if that's good or bad for college basketball, but I know it's been a big-time change. That makes this thing even harder for me to care about right now before the tournament. Yeah. yeah it's weird, isn't it? It's such an amazing tournament, and it doesn't drive – like even more attention for the regular season. It's just so strange how it, in a lot of ways, it takes away from it, at least for the non-diehards, if you will. All right, coming up next, we get to some NFL teams. Who are you most interested in now that we're in the... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <laughs> 